Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are uh, we're shifting gears a little bit, and now we're going to move away from the story of the woman in the well, and we're going to actually see the second sign of Jesus, the second sign that points to Jesus' identity uh, as he heals an official son. And so our text today, I want us to remember that these signs, they are meant to they're meant to reveal who Jesus is. These are these are like guidepost signs that point toward the identity of Jesus Christ. And so with that, let's jump into our text today, uh, still in chapter 4, the very end of it, starting in verse 46. It says, So he came again to Canaan in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Now, it seems like uh, maybe there are other miracles that Jesus has done at this point that John's not recording. He is. Uh, this is where we see him kind of narrowing his focus to, to a, a handful of specific signs that reveal who Jesus is. And so there must be some conjecture or rumor that Jesus is healing people. And so this guy comes and he's like, I think Jesus can help my son. Well, verse 48. So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Well, the official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. So Jesus is already, uh, this is going to be a great theme throughout the book, but, but people want what Jesus has to offer instead of wanting him. Uh, they want what he can do, the miracles he can perform, the, the food he can provide, rather than wanting the Savior that he is. And Jesus says, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The man pleads with Jesus, sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. The man put his faith in Jesus, who, who he believed had the ability to heal his son. Now, now, hold on to this. The man believed, but we're going to come back to that. Verse 51, as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. Same hour, same time. And he said, or excuse me, and he himself believed in all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. Now, this second sign is a sign that reveals Jesus' identity. And I think that's, that's what we have with this man who's believing. At first, he believes that Jesus can perform the miracle. And it seems like now he's believing in the person of Christ. He's believing more and more likely that Christ is who who the Jewish people have been expecting. He is the Messiah. So he believes in Jesus and his ability to help his son. And then he believes in Jesus and his ability to, to be the, the Savior. And doesn't this mirror how sometimes we, we grow in the faith? You know, the, the reality is that uh, sometimes we come to faith and we're really selfish in the way we come to our faith. We come to Jesus saying, Jesus, what can you do for me? Our faith is not theocentric. Our faith is not God-centered. Our faith is not recognizing that God is the one who deserves all glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. We think God, he, he's, he's God, and you know what? He, he's going he's gonna to bless me. He's going to help me. That, that's oftentimes how we initially approach. Maybe this is how you think about God. God is there for me. Well, 
that's not really the way it works. Uh, rather, God is God. And as we mature, as we become less self-focused and less selfish, as we begin to see the, the majesty and the glory of God and we desire to honor him and, and glorify him, as we desire to be like John the Baptist who says, remember in chapter 3, he, Jesus, must become greater and I must become less. As we become more others-focused, as we begin to serve others and, and desire to see others know God more, our perception, our understanding of who Jesus is, it shifts at the same time. And instead of just saying, well, Jesus is someone who's there to bless me, we begin to say, no, Jesus is there as the center of my life. He is the, the Savior. He is my Lord and Master. He is the one who all glory is due. I think this is a taste of that trajectory that most of us are on. Maybe you find yourself in that spot where you're looking for the perks of Jesus. You're looking for the blessings of Jesus. Listen, there are perks. There are blessings. Uh, the, the brand new identity that we discuss over and over again, the being washed clean of all of our guilt, being healed, spiritually speaking, those are amazing blessings that come when we, we trust in Christ. But that's not where we end. We continue to, to see not just how this is good for us, but how really how God is good in and of himself. How Jesus is the Savior and we begin to trust in him and his character even more so than in trusting in him and, and what he can do for us. This is, this is the growth trajectory. This is the, this is the ancient way for our modern day. We trust in Jesus, oftentimes for what it means for us, but we grow and, and we trust in him because of who he is more and more so. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.